Hello and welcome back to CP Sports. We have an action-packed show today as the MLB playoffs are underway. The Cowboys and 49ers match up one more time. An exciting college rivalries one more time to see on the big stage. UFC, Canelo's next move, plus Game Pass gems and more. So keep it locked and stay ready. Hello everybody and welcome to CP Sports. It's now October and the MLB postseason is underway. But before we get into that, did you catch that game last night, Mike? Oh, man, you know I had to. You know why? Because I had DJ Moore (laughs) in my lineup, and it was magical. I tell you what, he had a career game, 220 yards, three touchdowns, with only seven receptions. That's like Madden game right there, man. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I, I would advise anyone... To pick up DJ Moore if he's still in the free agency in your fantasy league. I'm pretty sure, you know, this is just the yeah. start. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, amazing it was a great run. And I, I was telling Mike whenever uh, last week DJ Moore went off and nobody had him. He was just sitting in the, fan, in the free agency. Mike's response was, <laughs> Man, no one's getting because Bears trash. <laughs> And then right after that, a couple minutes later, I picked him up. <laughs> <laughs> and what did he do? He went off. Yeah, he's a lock-in now for oh, anybody. Oh, for Dick he's, Butkus. He's, he's a must-start now. I would look, yeah, Dick, oh, yeah, rest in peace, Dick Butkus. He did pass away at age 80. Uh, Bears legend right there. Yep, last, or not last night, but yesterday, it was, it was put out that he passed. And Mike actually said, oh, now the Bears need to go off for Dick Butkus. And, 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 yeah, they did. They did. Woo! they did they beat so. the redskins i know i know they're not the redskins but they're the redskins so, yeah. <laughs> they beat the redskins yesterday. i mean that's good for you right you you love to see the redskins lose there in your division so of course but uh before we get into the mlb i also wanted to touch up on uh travis kelsey since we we were talking about it last week mr pfizer so did you hear uh travis and um what is his brother, jo- Jason? No. Yeah, I think it's Jason Kelsey. Somebody with a J. J. <laughs> J. Kelsey. <laughs> but anyway, his his brother and him have that podcast. So his brother asked about you know the the coverage on Taylor Swift and if it it was too much or how he felt about it. At first, Kelsey was a little reluctant, didn't really want to give much of an answer. Then all of a sudden, you know, his brother kind of opened up the gates and said it is excessive. What do you think about that? Listen, when you're dating Taylor Swift, I mean, you got to be ready for what, you know, what that's going to entail. She's probably the number one, you know, pop star right now or singer in the whole world. Yeah, you can't argue that. Breaking records on her world tours and everything. So, I mean, come on, Kelsey, what, what do you expect, you know? Yeah, like, you got to you got to think that it comes with the territory. She's one of the biggest stars out there. You already know you were going to get extra attention being with her. You already knew she was going to get extra attention being with you. Right. I mean, it, it's just, it's common sense and it's common knowledge how big she is. So, of course, the NFL is going to feature her more and show her having a good time with his mom yeah. as they make touchdowns and whatnot. Yeah. So, it's called marketing. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what the NFL are doing because now ticket sales are going up. I I heard that Kansas City, the Google search for the Kansas City Chiefs 
is up by 114%. Crazy. Just from that. And now Kelsey and his brother's podcast is number one. He got garnered 900,000 IG followers since then. And, I mean, when you put it together, an average NFL team's earnings is about 58 or 581 million. Excuse me. And just with the Eras Tour, Taylor is making 2.2 billion. So, crazy. Who's the bigger one of the two? They put, they put Kelsey on the map. <laughs> hey, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> but just a real quick touch up for you guys. That way, y'all know what's going on. Um, it's crazy, man. A lot of eyes are moving to the NFL. It's a smart move for them to be featuring Taylor so much, especially getting more women to watch, things like that. So, I mean, either way, it's a win for everybody. It's a win for the NFL. It's a win for Taylor Swift. And it's a win for Travis Costner. And it's a win for whoever's out there cheering on the Chiefs now because, I mean, they're one of the best teams. So, so. Th- thanks, thank you, Kelsey, for taking this bullet. <laughs> I don't know why he's complaining about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it either. Like, it comes with the territory. You're going to get paparazzi. You're going to get all kinds yeah. of stuff when it comes to Taylor Swift. So, either way you put it, it's going to yeah. be out there. People are going to cover it like crazy. I've never he- heard one song from Taylor Swift, but I know who she is, like, immediately. So, like, I mean, come on, Travis. Like, Get, get it together, dude. You're a Super Bowl champion. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the MLB playoffs. Despite being a shoe-in to clinch the AL West, Texas failed to win their last game, throwing them into the wild card. Although Texas held the top spot in the West for 159 days, the Astros swooped in and stole it right from under the Rangers' nose. Texas took a quick detour to Tampa, defeating the Rays to advance. San Antonio's own Josh Jung comes back from breaking his thumb with a triple and two doubles, becoming the sixth player to do so in a playoff game. Texas finishes strong, allowing just one run in two games to advance to the ALDS against the number one seed AL East Division champs, Baltimore Orioles. So, I'm glad the Rangers are back into the playoff picture. It's nice to see them in there. I've been a fan for a long time, so... But I also see, like, you know, underdog or, like, new faces of, in the league as well. Like, Baltimore ha- hasn't really been in the playoffs either, and uh, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a fresh face, too, in, in the in the uh, playoffs. So I didn't want them to match up already, but, you know, I got to go for my Rangers. So they do kick <laughs> off uh, this Saturday at, at 1 p.m. Eastern, mm-hmm. uh, and they do host the Rangers. They are favored to win uh, because they are at home. But, you know, you got to go for the Rangers. They they looked like they were hot against the Rays, uh, <clears throat> and they uh, took care of business with a 7-1 victory. Hey, man, speaking of the Rays, uh, the game one was the lowest postseason attendance in 104 years. The last game below that was game seven of the 1919 World Series. What the heck? Yeah. I, are you serious? Yeah, so the attendance number itself was 19,704 people showed up for the game one with oh. the Rays and the It's because, you know, like, no one likes the Rays, dude. Like, after what they did to Steve Irwin, Irwin like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is for my dog. 
Rangers took care of business. <laughs> they, they, you know, they got their back, man. Rangers got them now. Oh, so, man. So now the Rangers face the, uh, the Orioles, and then uh, I believe the Minnesota Twins took care of business also, and now they're going to face the Astros. Yeah, so the Astros are now set to face off against the Twins as they surpass Toronto, even though they've only been number one in the AL West for a total of 24 days. Houston clinched the top spot and got some much-needed rest ahead of the ALDS. How do you feel about the Astros and the Twins? What do you, what do you, what do you think about that? I, I, I'm looking for upset. You know, I'm a, I like the Astros, but hey, the Twins, they snapped an 18-game postseason losing streak dating back to uh, 2004. So so it, you want to see the underdog. Yeah, I want, I want to see some Twins, gotcha. you know, getting, getting Twins. You know, I want them to keep going. But it's always everyone wants to see Astros versus Rangers in the championship series too. So that that's definitely what I'd rather see. I would love to say, hey, these these Rangers are going to the next round. But I don't know about that. I'm, I'm kind of leaning more towards the Orioles. Yeah, they are the fir- they are the first seed. They you know so you can't mess with them. And they've they've been doing really well. And then you got to think about all the people who are hurt in Texas. They've constantly had injuries but they're still at this point so i mean either way you you put it it's going to be a good game i think it's going to be a really close one and i think it's going to be the orioles though unfortunately and uh as for the astros and twins i think the astros are going to take that one and we're going to end up seeing astros and the orioles face off so uh yeah yeah that's good i mean if if you, if you if you think that way, I guess you know it's fine. <laughs> we can we can uh, we can disagree. We can agree to disagree on that one. See, uh, I would love to see Astros and Rangers. That would be awesome, especially in the AL that's championship. A, that's, a, that's a money maker right there, though. Texas going yeah. Right that was they they'll show out. Yeah, especially because people are just going to go from te- or Houston to Arlington and Arlington to Houston, so on and so forth. Right. That would bring in a lot of money. I feel like, but. I don't know. These Orioles, they excuse me, they look too good. They do look good, yeah. So on the other side, how is it going? Well, look at the Nationals uh, division and see. I, I can't see no one beating the Braves. The Braves, uh, yeah. The Braves look like they're on a mission. To you see, play. I got to agree with you on that one. They, I mean, they won last last season, right? It was them. I, no, I, it was the Astros last season. Oh yeah, they, but the Braves were in there, right? Uh, yes, the Braves were in place. Yeah, they uh, they look they look good again. They're sharp. I think they have the best uh, coach in the, in the league. Um, but yeah, uh, but the Phillies looking good with Bryce Harper. You can't you can't count them out because they got that experience. Yeah, they do. But I like I said, I gotta agree with you. I gotta go with Braves. They hit 307 home runs this this year, swatting 501, which is the highest in MLB history. It's hard to look past their 104 wins and all this history they're making. So I got to go with the Braves, man. And they're a really dominant team. I don't see the Phillies beating them. I can see the Phillies trying to make it a series. But I got to go with Braves all the way on that one. Right. I I agree with you. And I see that uh, a fresh team that's on this side is the Diamondbacks. We haven't seen Arizona in the playoffs. Uh, well, haven't seen them in good form. Uh, it's been a while. In quite some time. So yeah. we, we do see them in here, and I am. I always like to see like new, new teams and underdogs win these games. Yeah. They are facing the Dodgers. 
you know, a well-established. The Yajers. The Yajers. <laughs> so they are, we are, they are a well-established team, you know, of baseball Dodgers, you know, took those, those names go hand in hand. So we can see what can happen with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, I do know that they are, uh, they're hungry, they're ready. Uh, they, they're telling the Dodgers they're going to have to beat us. Uh, they're not going to just, you know, lay down and take it. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Mariel Kelly is named game one starter for that. Uh, so it seems that he has been fully rested and he's oh, not yeah, going to have any uh, problems with his pitching. Now you, they could say all they want about the Dodgers is going to have to fight. But, I mean, they're the, the lowest seed in this in the in contention right now, I believe uh, they're like six. Yeah, they're something the, like that. They're the six seed. They are the lowest seed. Oh, yeah, the main Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, I I I'm just gonna go with the the Dodgers here. Los is all yours. I, I I just think they're the better team. They're gonna come out on top. Arizona probably win one or two games at most. Two games at most, of course. Um, be Dodgers against the Braves in the next round. Yes, and I I'm gonna go with the upset on the next round too. Though I I want to say it's gonna be Dodgers being being in Atlanta, so it will end up being I think the Dodgers and the Orioles is what I'm thinking. I hate to say what, the World Series. Yeah, I hate to say Orioles because it's not Texas, but you know they're gonna beat Rangers or the Astros to get to the series. Yeah, I think so. I really think so. You don't think so? Who yeah. who you think is gonna be in the in the World Series? I want the Rangers to be in the World Series. Well, yeah, if me the, too. But, but. Uh, if you look at it, <laughs> at, you know, if you look at the numbers, like it's pretty much anyone can take it at this point. Uh, Baltimore is a good team, but Astros have that experience. Rangers have that you know hot streak going on right now. So it's a toss-up right now. It's going to be a lot of exciting games that are coming up, and uh, you know I'm going to be watching. Well, speaking of exciting games, the Cowboys are going to go head-to-head with the 49ers oh, this week in prime time. How are you feeling about that? I wasn't ready actually. I was not ready for this game to happen already. So <laughs> I, I got a, I got a couple more days to get ready. A uh, definite must-win for for the Cowboys. Right. So. An exciting and uh, it's a nerve-wracking primetime game. Coming up 8th of October as uh, NBC's Sunday Night Football hosts us a game of possible championship implications, trash-talking rights, and for one team, a shot at earning redemption. We have the game of the week and perhaps a 2024 playoff preview of a 40th matchup between the 49ers and my beloved Dallas Cowboys. With each team winning 19 and tying once. So this rivalry is certainly one of NFL's most historic matchups. So we'll just go ahead and dive into this game. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Uh, So we do know that Dallas defense has to be locked in. Whatever happened against the Cardinals needs to be left at the door. And it looks (laughs) like they did that when they shut out the Patriots. Yeah, it did look like they did that. Um, Came back. Yep. The unfortunate thing is, though, the Patriots aren't the Patriots of old. So I'm not too sure just yet. I'm not completely confident in this Cowboys offense, to be honest with you. They only have eight offensive TDs, four, four passing and four rushing. Right. And they're like, I think, 33 and 62 on third. And they're averaging 360 yards per game, which is good, but those it comes down to those TDs. Yep, it does. So everyone knows what I'm probably going to say next. 
it's on deck. Deck. <laughs> no three and outs. We have to sustain the drives. Our defense did the job last time that we did play the 49ers. And I can safely say that if Dak didn't throw those two picks in that game, we will we were gonna be seeing Dallas in that conference championship game. So I just know that it's on the offense to see what they can do. They have to play this competitively. They can't play from behind. The defense is playing good. They're they allowed 40 points total all season so far. It's not going to be an easy feat considering the weapons that the Niners have on offense. They are well coached by Shanahan, and they do love to pass up the middle, which mm-hmm. Dallas does struggle. They're, yes. they're ranked 27th against is in uh, passes. Diggs is out too, isn't he? Yeah, that's going to be bad. Yeah, that's going to hurt uh, y'all. Passes to the left and to the right of the field, though, Dallas is ranked number one defensively. Uh, so pressuring Purdy uh, successfully is going to be crucial for the Cowboys. Parsons has forced 14 incompletions and three interceptions uh, with his pressures this season, which both lead the league. You confident in Parsons uh, continuing, uh, even though he had that little small injury uh, the last game? I oh, oh, yeah, he good to go. He good to go. You know, he if he, you know he break he break his nose, he'll pop it back into place. He break his shoulder, he'll pop <laughs> back into place. You know, he 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 good to go. He Parsons is not gonna miss this game. He's gonna go 100. Uh, percent And I know that the game plan is probably to contain McCaffrey yeah that's the most that's gonna be a hard one yeah most important part of of the game plan if they can't contain him you know that'll open up everything else and it'll be nearly impossible to get back on track so like I said the defense was able to slow down the Niner offense last time they faced each other uh and so we can see it happen Purdy has to get that pressure off and right now he's undefeated in, in, in the regular season all his starts I think what it's 9-0 now 8-0 yeah he's never lost the only time he lost was in the championship conference game uh, last season so this guy he's he, he might he is the real deal he's a good guy mm-hmm. he's playing in a good system with the 49ers he's making it work he's doing what he needs to do and he's undefeated so it's all on the Cowboys. We have to show them that we are up there. If we lose to the Niners, like it's like saying that the Niners are on this other level, championship level, and we're just an elite level. And we can't. We, if we want to win the Super Bowl, we have to beat this team. So, so you were talking up the TDs and stuff like that to Dak. Now, although Dak didn't make very many mistakes this past week, I still don't know if I'm 100% confident in that offense, like I was saying. So... You got to think of it, though. I, I don't entirely want to put the blame on Dak. You know, you think of it, they used to be number one and ranked red deep, red zone deep, or offense, excuse me. And now they're, like, just two away from being dead last. That's just the call play, the play calling, excuse me. Uh, Mc- you sure McCarthy? they're not seeing a little bit of hurt losing Zeke? I mean, he was... He was number one in the red zone, and now, well, I mean, he, he, I mean, he was number one in like goal line touchdowns, yeah. but they're not even getting close enough to get there. I think it's just a play calling. Like sometimes it's, they're in the red zone and they do they they get they do good, and then they do the three and out at the red zone area. So, what do you think is the the key thing you need to see in this Cowboys offense to make you feel more confident in them? Uh, just consistency. Uh, get get that uh confidence. Uh, Dak needs to make a couple completions, you know, just consistency on that. Run the ball when when you need to run the ball. Trust Pollard that he he will stay in the game. Don't don't go off and just keep passing the ball. 
you have to mix it up against this Niners defense, make them a, what do you call that? I'm, I'm not sure what word it was, but, you know, oh, make them honest, you know, have them yeah. play, have them honest, uh, you know, on their toes. Dak, you can still run the ball sometimes too. But. You're right about changing it up because, I mean, you think about it, these teams go in with a plan every Sunday. Right. But those plans get cracked. The code gets cracked after so long. So you always got to be changing it up and looking for the new thing instead of staying in your usual comfort zone. So I agree with you on that one. I, I do hope it's it's uh, going to be a great game. Cowboys, it's a must win, unfortunately. Like at this, it's, yeah, week, it's week five. It's definitely must win. It's week five and it's a must win. If you really it's, want it's crazy everybody it to take the Cowboys seriously, this one is a definite must win, I feel like. Yep. I agree. Now, since we're talking about quarterbacks, Houston Texans rookie quarterback CJ Stroud is throwing himself into the record books as the weeks go on. The number two overall pick completed 16 of 30 for 306 yards with two touchdowns in the Texans' 30-6 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stroud cements his legacy at second for most passing yards through four starts to begin a career with 1,212. To top that off, he has yet to throw a pick. Stroud is now sitting behind Dak Prescott and Tua Tagovailoa with 115 pass attempts by a rookie without an interception. Stroud is the first quarterback since Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert to throw over 300 yards twice so far. How are you feeling about this Texans offense now that you get got to see it shine a little more last week? Yeah, well, we talked about it. We said uh, he's only going to be looking to get better, and he delivered. I do like what I'm seeing from Mr. Stroud. And you were right. You said if he can unlock that backfield, they're going to go off on the field. And you were completely right. Yeah, he delivered in spectacular fashion against a stout uh, Steelers defense. I started to feel bad for the Steelers, actually. Uh, that Texans defense was giving Kenny QB trouble all game. Yeah, so they even had a stupid score, I think, from Will Anderson, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. So D'Amico certainly has made an impact with that organization. Yeah, a huge impact, not only on defense, but offense as well. Because, honestly, when going into this game, I was kind of iffy. You know, Steelers are known for having one of the best defenses. Now they're like one of the worst, which yeah. is crazy. But I was worried because, you know, you still got TJ Watt on the other side of the field. And they went in without their center, Juice Scruggs, left guard, Kenyon Green, right tackle, Titus Howard, left tackle, Laramie Tunsil. And then Josh Jones was replacing Laramie Tunsil, but he missed last game as well. So I was kind of worried. Like I was telling you, the O-line is beat up. And we have like third strings out there at this point. So I was worried. And to top that all off, though, Left guard Kendrick Green, he was actually signed to replace, I forget who it was. I think it was actually Kenyon Green because Kenyon Green actually got hurt in the preseason. Oh, that's so. So they, they ended up getting Kendrick Green from um, what, the Steelers, which is crazy, I think. But the worst part about it is Green tore his right meniscus against Pittsburgh last week and underwent successful season-ending surgery just yesterday. 
He was picked up from the Steelers to put, like replace Kenyon, like I was telling you, who suffered that season-ending shoulder injury in the last preseason game. What a load of bad luck. Wow. Another one you want to highlight on this one is Nico Collins. How did you feel about his production? Nico, he's a star in the making. It looks like he's just loving it out there. Stroud just loved throwing to him. Nico's getting tons of yardage, tons of touchdowns, and uh, anyone that's a fantasy owner, they're loving it too. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. (laughs) So yeah, I know we did uh, talk about uh, Stroud yet to throw an interception. Uh, He's throwing two touchdowns in each of the last three games. Mm -hmm. Passer rating has exceeded 100 since week two, and he's maintained that. His next matchup is against the Falcons, a team that has sort of been on the low. So another chance for Stroud to prosper. Yeah, I was going to say that these these Falcons have been on the decline. So I'm saying these Falcons are going to continue to be on the decline. And I feel like the Texans are going to take it to them. Um, Them dirty birds going in the dirt. (laughs) One thing I did want to touch base on was uh, something Nico Collins said. Nico uh, was basically praising Stroud who is having a phenomenal start to his career. He said, quote, we already know that he had that it factor with him since we drafted him. And it's one of the reasons why he has that C on his chest. The dude can ball. It shows on Sundays. We're going to keep climbing, keep running together, man. And we're going to keep shocking the world. You'd love to see it. Yeah, and they are shocking the world. They they've been written off this season. A lot of people didn't didn't think the Texans were going to do very much, m- myself included. <laughs> and man, they're they're shocking everybody now. And uh, you love to see it. You love to see these, like you said, these kind of like David and Goliath stories, where it's just right. rooting for the underdog. Yep. So I'm excited to see what what they got in store for the Falcons. That's going to be noon. Uh, Central Time on Fox this week. Better get your lineups ready. Definitely, I I need to I need to do that and not mess up like I did last week. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll move moving forward since we're talking Texas ball. A great deep rooted rivalry to sink our teeth in this Saturday is the Red River rivalry. How do you feel about that one? I'm are, not even going to attempt excited for that. I'm not even going to attempt to say that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's looking great. So um, you know this this matchup t- between uh, Texas Longhorns and the Oklahoma Sooners uh, it dates back to 1900s. Like yeah, it's, it's real old and it's a classic, historic, and it just brings everyone together to see who's going to be uh, winning this showdown. So. Uh, Despite Texas holding the better overall uh, series record, 63-50, to 50, mm-hmm. the Sooners have bested the Longhorns of, as of late, taking 16 of the last 24 matchups. So everyone's saying, is Texas back? Is Texas back? You know, they're uh, ranked number three right now. Uh, this Longhorns team, they do come in as the favorite. Well, they did uh, blow out the Sooners last season, no? Oh, yeah. I remember. Do- yeah, I do yeah, remember they seeing blew that. Them yeah, out. Yeah. So like, like forty nine zero. Yeah, it, I think it was it was a record if I'm not mistaken in that rivalry itself. So despite historically blowing out the Sooners uh, last season forty nine to zero, this season things are a bit different. 
Both are 5-0, which marks the third time they meet undefeated. I think we'll see everyone at their best bringing the Red River rivalry back to its classic form. Texas and Oklahoma are, are coming off a huge, are, are both coming off huge offensive games with the Sooners breaking 523 yards while the Longhorns cracked 661 yards, which is the most in a conference game since 1996 when the Big 12 was established. I think this is going to be a close, hard-fought game. Of course, i got to go with my Texas on this one. Hook them. Yeah. <laughs> so the Texas offense, they're looking spectacular right now. Uh, they rank sixth in third down percentage, second in the nation in pass completion. Uh, they boast the third highest scoring offense in the nation, averaging 47.4 points per game. So they're scoring about 237 total points already. So they are looking like they are the Texas of old. But can they beat Oklahoma when they have been bested recently against them? So it's going to be a good uh, matchup. There are a lot of question marks uh, surrounding Oklahoma despite their 5-0 record. And uh, it's it's always going to be good to see a good old-fashioned showdown between these two teams. And this one will be at, what, 11, I believe? Yeah, you know they're going to be pre-gaming around 8. And it's going to be on ABC, so if anybody wants to watch that one, that one will be airing on ABC. Make some bets. (laughs) And uh, just uh, about a couple states away, the mighty have fallen as Colorado takes on Arizona State. How did you feel about that uh, defeat to USC? So I, w- I, yeah, I was watching it on and off. I had things to take care of, but you know, I had it on my YouTube TV. It really um, seemed like USC was gonna take that. It was. It, it, it looked pretty bad at first. I'm like, uh, you know, it looked really bad. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. K- Caleb Williams, you know, Wendy's commercials. You know, he's got everything going. <laughs> um, you, you continue to look at the game, and uh, you see Colorado start to, to climb their way back into it. That you see them. Fight. You know they, they didn't they didn't give up. They they kept going. Um, Shador Sanders okay, start. You yeah. know he, he he did not give up. He balled out. He he cut, he cut it close uh, in, in the second half, uh, but it was just not enough. But it was a close game. I think it was like 41-48. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, uh, really close. They they came back out of nowhere. I really I actually switched the channel because I was like, oh, this is horrible <laughs> and i changed the channel the next thing i knew i looked at my phone and i was like oh dang they done came back i thought they might have come back and took it they they rallied for a minute yeah. there they almost did it but almost isn't enough now uh travis hunter will likely miss the team's next two games as he continues to recover it from a lacerated liver Jeez. hunter missed the last two games which colorado lost and could have used his expertise. Yeah. Coach Prime was quoted Wednesday saying, quote, he is out of practice today. Coaching is his butt off. He's one of the best coaches we have, end quote. Prior to the injury, Hunter recorded 16 receptions for 233 yards on offense with an interception, two pass breakups, and nine tackles on defense. I still like what I saw from Colorado as I thought we might see a repeat of Oregon, but they proved true and they stayed fighting and they almost made it back, like we said. Yeah. Um, Despite being smeared by Oregon and losing to UFC, I say they bounced back against Arizona State and dare I say 
they have an easy Saturday. It, yeah, it's looking like that. Uh, you know, props to Shador Sanders for uh, coming back and, you know, proving to uh, the college world that, you know, Colorado is a good team. Speaking of Sanders, uh, his other son that's with the team is actually going to be out as well. Oh, that's nice. Oh, man. Many people step up, just like uh, Amarion Miller stepped up last uh, Saturday, a true freshman with uh, Travis Hunter sideline. He ended up catching seven passes for 196 yards and a touchdown. So we need more of that from Colorado. We need more people to step up. And it looks like uh, Miller is going to be leading the way, proving that they do have some playmakers that can adjust the game, be game players, and change that whole outcome. So there was quite a few big games that we were looking forward to on Saturday. And uh, the number one Georgia is one of them. How do you feel about Georgia going up against Kentucky? Oh, man. it's I mean, they're both undefeated. It's going to be pretty good. Georgia Bulldogs versus the Kentucky Wildcats on Saturday night. You know, I'll, I'll try to tune in and watch it. Maybe I'm not doing that much, though. I really don't watch uh, college that much unless it's the Deion Sanders or, uh, <laughs> or uh, the Longhorns. But, you know, you got to appreciate top-ranked Georgia. Yeah. Uh, they won 13 consecutive meetings between uh, these two teams. But it has been forced erased uh double digit double digit deficits in two of the last three games so um, the dominance from georgia is continuing i don't see them losing to this to kentucky it might be a good game but you know I, I, <laughs> it might be it, i don't think it is i think georgia, <laughs> they're gonna make another statement you know they're favored to win by 14 points you know and i think that's being generous i think they probably be a blowout if anything that defense is just too good yeah honestly i gotta go with you on georgia I'm thinking Georgia's going to go ahead and take that like nobody's business. I don't think Kentucky's going to have anything to answer back with them. And the next one that I, I want to say that's, that's going to be a pretty decent game that I'm excited for is Ohio State versus Maryland. Now, just real quick before we move forward, uh, Georgia and Kentucky are going to be on ESPN for those who want to watch that one. And Colorado will be on Pac-12, so unfortunately, you can't watch it. What? What? It's not on Fox? Nope. It's not on a local channel? Nope. Pac-12 Network. So if anybody has the Pac-12 Network, I don't. I have YouTube TV. This guy here has YouTube I'm TV, I'm going to just too. stream it on the <laughs> so we, I, I have all the other uh, college networks because I pay for the, the sports pack, but they don't have Pac-12 on there, so that's pretty lame. But uh, anyways, moving forward, Ohio State and Maryland. Ohio State is coming off a bye, and uh, QB Kyle McCord is now locked in as a starter. Wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. is back, who is regarded as the best wide receiver prospect since Megatron. Megatron. So last season, Marvin Harrison had... 77 receptions, 1,263 yards, averaging 16.4 yards a pass with 14 touchdowns and his longest being 58 yards. Now this season, just 17 receiving yard, or res, receptions and 336 yards with an average of 19.8 and three touchdowns with a long of 75. He's been gone for a while, but now he's back, and I feel like with Kyle McCord, they're definitely going to test 
Um, who, oh, Maryland. They're definitely gonna. Yeah, take, it's gonna. Sorry. Look, yeah, it's gonna look. It's gonna be crazy. You know, Maryland. Like, Tua's younger brother is the quarterback for Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been killing it. He threw uh, five touchdowns last week, and he rushed for another one exactly, uh, against yep. uh, Indiana. Uh, so, fun fact: he, he has as many touchdowns last week as Kyle McCord has all season. Yeah, so, but Kyle McCord has been vying for that position. They've been kind of splitting the load between their quarterbacks. So, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that. I wouldn't think too much into that because Kyle McCord is, has proven to be a, a, a pretty good option. And he's he's obviously you know they, right. they named him the starter finally, but um, yeah, Tua or Tua, <laughs> Tua's brother, Tulia or Tulia, something like that, Tugvaloa, Talia, uh, Talia. I've I've heard it pronounced a couple different ways. I'm gonna have to look that up. Can't even say his last name. <laughs> well, he has been slinging the ball in Maryland, making things happen. Currently sitting at 1,464 yards, completing. 111 passes out of 169. He has 13 TDs and just three interceptions, while McCord, as you said, is 74 for 13 with 1,055 yards with six touchdowns, one interception. Granted, like I said, he was splitting the load until recently, but Tugavalo is definitely going to test Ohio secondary. So I, I feel like this one is going to be a shootout. Right, two five and zero teams. Maryland's been a five and zero first time since two thousand one, so they are looking to make a big statement against a top tier team like Ohio State. Although Ohio State has won forty five straight at home against unranked foes, so mm-hmm. you know the stats. You know they play against both good good teams. We'll see what happens as far as uh, does towards the younger brother Tal- Talia. Tulia. Does Talia, he does Talia. he keep that streak going? That fire that uh, that he's been having all season. I think so, man. I I want to like you have been saying with the whole David and Goliath, the whole right, you know, underdog story. I think this is one of them. I think this is one of them. And Ohio State needs to watch out. They can't take they can't tread lightly on this one. They can't act like oh they got it just because you know they're. They've been whooping non-ranked teams' butts for so long. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. Tua or Talia, <laughs> Tualia, Tualia. There you go. That's how I heard it done. But Tugavaloa, he's he's not to be messed with, and I I feel like he can he can uh, throw him straight to victory. Yeah, we'll see. Sounds good. Now. Other than that, I think those are are the main main uh, college teams we were we were gonna touch on, right? Yeah, no one really wants to talk about Alabama. So, you know. <laughs> Rotad. Nah, we ain't talking about that. Alabama's uh, actually going up against A uh, and M, aren't they? Oh, you know what? I man, I I really don't want to talk about Alabama, but yeah, go A and M, go, 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 gig them uh, and whatnot. But um. So this past week, it was a mega fight. We were hyping it up. Uh, Everybody was hyping it oh up. My oh my god! What happened, Mike? What happened? You know what? You know why? Why I gotta relive this? You know, just <laughs> all right. So um, everyone 
tuned in to watch Char- uh, Canelo versus Charlo for the uh, belts. Four belts versus four belts. And, you know, we were looking forward to seeing, you know, a good matchup. And I knew it was either going to be a good matchup or a blowout. And, well, it was a blowout. Charlo got dominated. It sucks to say it, and I really thought Charlo was going to do more. But I guess I just underestimated Canelo just a little bit. Yeah, you were wrong. You said they picked the right Charlo for this one. Yeah. They definitely picked the wrong one. (laughs) I don't think think there's the right Charlo now at all. (laughs) So This just shows that, you know, when there are elite boxers facing each other, there are levels above those elite boxers as well. And Crawford and Canelo are the top tier above the elite. So after a clinic against Charlo of just perfect counters, jabs and distance, weaving, just it was a clinic. Uh, can we finally see Canelo versus David Benavides? I'm not saying Canelo's ducking, but maybe I'm he is. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. But you know, just like because after the Plant and Benavides fight, they said that Canelo had a mandatory fight against the winner, and it never happened. And it, it didn't happen. So like. I want to see that, and I'm not sure the rest of the world wants to see that, but, you know, Canelo's going to be Canelo on Canelo, and he'll probably beg for the Bevo fight and, you know, put everyone on standby until he gets what he wants, uh, you know. I just want to see him fight Benavides. That's probably the only fight that Canelo has at, you know, the weight class. Uh, no one else that see, Canelo can fight. A uh, lot maybe of people Crawford, were talking Yeah, see, a lot of people were talking about that fight and, you know kind of praising Canelo but I don't I don't feel like that was that impressive you think about it it's a super middleweight Canelo being a junior middleweight in Jamel Charlie and nine nine times out of ten someone like Terrence Crawford or Benavidez if they were to go you know fight someone under their weight class they're gonna knock them out right nine times out of ten so, what's going on with Canelo? Is he just... He's buying his time. What's going on? I don't he understand. Ducking. He ducking. I'm going to say it. He ducking. <laughs> he don't want to fight Benavides. He don't want to fight the Mexican monster. I don't... Yeah, I don't blame him. But come on. Everyone wants to see him fight him because everyone's been calling for this fight. I'd like to see that years. one in Terrence Crawford, like you were saying. Like, how do you feel about Crawford and, and Canelo? Crawford and Canelo, that would be a great matchup. Now... Crawford is a little smaller than Canelo, but Crawford has masterful defense. He probably would put up a way better fight than Charlo did. I don't understand why Charlo even called out Crawford after the fight. After he just got his, <laughs> his butt whooped for 12 rounds, like clearly. And then after a fight, oh, he's like, man. I want Crawford next. I want Crawford. What? You want you want him to beat you up next or what? Is that what? Like, I, I kind of lost kind of respect for Charlo. How do you feel like about possibly Yusuf? You know what? It, it, it might be a good matchup too. You know, um, I think he's a little too big. Like, like I think they're. Uh, he's actually. Um, he's like. Is he one weight class above or? Music. He's a heavyweight. Is he? Oh yeah, he is. He, they actually. Um, they actually finalized the contract between him and Tyson Fury. They're, oh, did they? Yeah, they're gonna. I didn't fight. hear about that. They're gonna. They're already making that fight happen. Like, like not even the Nagano fight happened yet. They're already making that matchup already. Uh, you know. I almost almost forgot about that Nagano fight. I, it, that one's in the cage, isn't it? No, nah, they're boxing. They're boxing? I think it's oh, October okay. 30th? I think? I'm not sure. I, I lost track of that. It's been so long since, since they announced it. And Hardly any promotion yeah. for it. 
Yeah, there really hasn't been very much promotion for it, which is unfortunate. Uh, I did want you to, to touch bases on Yugas uh, and uh, Barrios. Oh my god, see, that fight saved the card in my opinion. That was such a great fight. Uh, I was going for Barrios, obviously, but Ugas was a, you know, he's a veteran in the game. But it just looked like it was a, it, it was an age difference, really. Yeah, uh, it, it, I saw uh, the highlights and yeah. Barrios was just too fast, too crisp, uh, too proactive. He said he still he still respects Ugas though, so. Yeah, I mean, Ugas didn't quit. You know, he was he was getting battered though at, at one time. That jab was just too deadly for Barrios, and he he was just making Ugas pay every time he would try to get in. Barrios played a great game plan of, of circling the ring, not getting close, just using that use that he has or younger. No, I don't, don't want to say use. Maybe you know, just younger uh, against Ugas and Ugas. He really showed his age in that fight, and I feel like, you know, it might be coming towards an end that he might need to retire, or, I don't know, maybe one more fight. He did beat Pacquiao, so, like, he, he knows he can beat these top-level fighters still. So, uh, we'll just see what happens. It, 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 I did like Barrios. He, he, that, that win, you know, put him up in the ranks. He, he probably could fight maybe a rematch against Gervonta, uh, maybe a... He'll fight Ryan Garcia next. I think he deserves a good money fight next. Ryan Garcia sounds like a good one. I would like to see that one. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Ryan Garcia, he is uh, setting up a match that's going to be here in San Antonio, oh, uh, yeah. December 2nd, I believe. So uh, the tickets haven't got on sale yet. Uh, the card hasn't got announced yet. Just got to play the waiting game. But it is coming up December 2nd. So uh, keep track of them. Ticketmaster, StubHub, wherever you got to go. Get Where are the- they going to uh, have this event at? I believe it's the Alamo Dome. Oh, nice. So it's going to be good. I've always wanted to go watch a boxing match. I haven't been to one. Now, speaking of fighting and events, there's a lot of things going down in USC right now. Yeah, UFC with WWE, TKO. <laughs> no, yeah, they got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, next three weeks, there are going to be UFC events. So uh, tomorrow, a UFC event. The week after, another UFC event. and then Well, they've already been having... Quite a bit of events with uh, Daniel Dana White's Contender Series. Yeah, but you know, no one really wants to watch that. <laughs> but there are some gems on those shows, though. I'm not yeah, they're they're all there's always because they're they're hungry fighters. Yeah, they want to so, get that contract. So there's some good fights on those cards. Um, I believe week one, uh, they signed a total of five out of uh, five five uh, match cards. Oh, really? And then week two was another five. Week three, three out of four. Week four, three out of five. Week five, five out of five. Week six, five out of five. And week seven, four out of five. Week eight, four out of five. Week nine, four out of four. And on week 10, I believe week 10 is the last one. And uh, one of the Bantamweights is actually getting a second shot, which shocked me. I, I haven't seen that one before. I haven't seen them give people second shots at those contracts well, that's cool well good, good good for them so this uh tomorrow we got a good matchup between uh grant dawson and bobby green for the main event uh bobby green is a veteran in this game good striker on on, on standing up uh he's not much of a wrestler or grappler but he, he can dabble in that a little bit whereas grant dawson he's more of a younger fighter in this in the mma world so he he likes to utilize 
you know, everything, the grappling, the wrestling, just the pressure. So it's going to be a good matchup. I feel like Bobby Green is, uh, he's becoming like the gatekeeper of, of uh, his weight class. Uh, if you can beat Bobby Green, you know, you can you can fight more people, right? But if you can't beat Bobby Green, then, you know, you can't you can't get to the elite. So he's a good he's a good guy on that one. So I got Bobby Green uh, winning it just for the veteran and experience. Dawson is a good up-and-coming matchup. Uh, you know, he's a good fighter for this matchup. But I think Bobby Green does take it. You don't think there's any possibility of an upset here? Oh yeah, well it's it's UFC, it's MMA. You know anything can happen at any time. Uh, but I think Bobby Green's experience will guide him to victory in this one, as long as he doesn't get overrun by Dawson's uh, you know strength or you know takedown abilities. Uh, so and then we got next week, next main event: Edson Barbosa, another gatekeeper in his own weight class that uh, you know has some vicious highlight knockouts over the years versus Sodik Yusuf, an up-and-coming uh, striker that has just been uh, looking great and looking like he's on the rise. So again, it's another new fighter versus veteran type main event. Uh, Barbosa, he always, he cannot count out Barbosa. He's always vicious and he is looking for that knockout. The only thing that he is going against right now is his, his decline as he is aging and uh, you know how it goes in the fight game. When you get a little older, you, you know, you start losing your touch. So Sadiq is the taller fighter with the reach. He has the the the, the limbs to be the, the knees, the elbows, the you know the, the kicks. He's got all that. Barbosa has that as well, but he really doesn't use his elbows or knees that much. He's more of a kickboxer. So I think this fight is going to be more on the feet. It's going to be more of a kickboxing match. There's really not going to be that much takedowns or you know stuff like that. So if people were excited to watch the knockout, uh, tune into this fight and uh, you'll probably get that. So on top of that, they also have the UFC 294 card coming up. Oh yeah, this one's gonna be crazy. So it is a rematch between Islam and uh, Overa for the lightweight title in Abu Dhabi. Makachev or something like that, right? Makachev. I didn't even want to try to say that guy's name. Oh, Islam. So um, last time they fought, Islam did. Uh, get Oliveira out of there uh, rather quickly, quickly than I than I would hope Oliveira would have uh, got. So I think he choked him out in the second round or something like that. It was kind of a short fight. Uh, Oliveira, you know, got back into the gym, you know, took some time off, reevaluated everything, got a, got a win over a top opponent, I think, in uh, Benil Darouche. He beat him. So yeah, that earned him another title shot against Islam and Islam is just running his mouth he's just saying that over I feel like this way. card is probably one of the one of the must see cards just for the simple fact that it's lightweight middleweight phantom weight it's all the the lighter weights and you, you see those guys those guys are fast. yeah it's basically it, it's, um it's Russia versus Brazil basically on this, on this oh card. I know I saw that that's crazy so um I think the uh first one the heavyweights the Magomed Anakalev uh, is fighting Johnny Walker. That's going to be a great matchup. Uh, Anakalev is a good wrestler. He's powerful. Johnny Walker is just a good black belt and also a good kickboxer. And uh, they, they, I think it's light heavyweight. I think it's light heavyweight. And uh, those two are up and comers. They're, you know, they're, they want a challenge uh, for the titles. So this is a title contender fight right there. And then we have Paulo Costa versus Casper. I don't even know his name. So, uh, <laughs> that guy, he's a, the, the wolf. They call him the wolf, right? He's a up, he's a he's just this hot 
sensational fighter, hasn't been beaten yet, been always calling out everyone, wants to fight everybody. So against Paulo Costa, Paulo Costa, he recently did leave the UFC and they ended up getting a deal so he can come back. So they get, he got his pay, he got his money, and now he's back in the UFC and his first fight is against Kessler now. And oh, let me tell you, a lot of people want to see this fight because uh, Kessler keeps running his mouth. Paulo Costa, big, big guy. He, he wants to knock him out too. So this one's going to be good. I think Kessler has enough strength to take down Paulo and keep him down there. He's too big. First Costa, you know, he's black belt, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So it's going to be a good fight. It's probably going to last more on the feet because no one wants to get on the ground because it's just going to be takedown defense versus, you know, the wrestling. And it's just they're going to neutralize each other. Wrestling so. has always been uh, one of the one of the bigger successors in the UFC. So Right. Yeah, it's, it's you got to learn how to get that takedown defense if you ain't going to be a wrestler. Uh, Olvera versus Islam. Olvera, he just has to have, have a better game plan this time. He got struck too many times last time in the first round, and he, he didn't recover. He got dropped actually. So Olvera just has to be more more mindful, more sharp, connect, and uh, avoid avoid just you know using a lot of energy when Islam is going to be trying to take you down and you know, holding you and everything. Try to avoid using a lot of energy. It's, it's gonna have to be a chess match in that in that one because there's a lot of jokes. I I am going for Oliveira though. I, I want him to get that belt back. I think Islam is just gonna prove as to why he's the champ. So uh, other than that, man, there's there's quite a bit of these UFC cards. So if if anybody wants to check out the contender series too, like like I said. This path has been taken by many talented fighters in the UFC today. Notable names like UFC men's bantamweight champion Sugar Shane O'Malley, Sugar, former lightweight Sant, or uh, former lightweight light heavyweight champion Jamal Hill, and men's flyweight Alex Perez, and women's flyweight Talia Santos or T- Talia. Right? Oh, yeah, she good. Talia Santos. They were all offered contracts in the series. So this is one of those ones where you want to see the young up-and-coming fighters and, and kind of gauge where, where they could be or where they could end up. Right. So this one's this series isn't really to be taken lightly, as, as you can tell with all the different big successes that have came from this series. So I would recommend you all check that out as well. Yee. Now, speaking of fighters and wrestling, on the other side of the cage, and speaking of contracts, someone, a former WWE Hall of Famer, or do, current do, WWE do, Hall what? of Who? Famer. Do we think we know him? <laughs> has uh, been offered a contract by AEW. We talked about it last week. It speculated that... Uh, Edge was going to show up. It was heavily rumored. Edge didn't show up, though, right? No, he didn't, who was, unfortunately. Who, who did show up? Though? I don't know. Some some weird guy named Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland? Yeah, he's trying to look like Edge using his music. It's unfortunate. That was... That was <laughs> it looked like Edge. So, <laughs> the rated R superstar Adam Copeland showed up at Wrestle Dream this past weekend as Christian Luchasaurus Nick Wayne... We're pummeling uh, Sting and Darby Allen. Put I a bl- beat down on them, yeah, boys. Yeah, uh, Nick Wayne turned on Darby in their match, and Sting came out to help. It looked like 
all hell was breaking loose. It was, looked like chaos because the ring was in shambles. The wood was showing. Everything was exposed. And it just didn't hit for me. It didn't hit because... Oh, yeah. The, the, the aesthetic of the ring being in shambles. Yeah, I understand that. Is like, Oh, dang. Some crazy stuff is going down. But there was no ringing of the bell. There was no officials at the side of the ring trying to stop it there was no no nothing there was no urgency and edge showed no urgency either (laughs) so as this was going on all of a sudden boom the tron comes on a little video comes on you know they're little they love to do those little videos that they do but anyways i think they they fell flat on this video because not only does it look stupid for three guys that are beating up two guys to stop and be like, oh, the TV's on. Like, you gotta have some ADHD for that. Stop what you're doing and we'll watch the screen now. <laughs> so, it was just a car driving through the roads and whatnot. And, you know, all of a sudden they had a little street sign that said rated R. So the crowd popped, but which was dumb because I feel like they gave away the surprise before they gave the surprise. Because then you hear their pop. Then he comes out. And then another pop. But then that pop's not as loud as it could have been. It's not as poppy. Yeah. So, yeah. Poppy playtime or whatever. Pop, pop it. Princess they, poppy. They pop, pop, and pop. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he comes out. And not only does he let that video play, he does his whole shtick. Runs out to the crowd. Tries to pump him up. Does his whole pyro thing. All that. Comes out to Metalingus again, which everybody was pumped about. And um, the funny part was, you don't know him. So. I, I, I didn't know him. <laughs> and like they're just looking at him the whole time, or what? Yeah. Wrong. So, so <laughs> after that whole video, though, like you know, they that WWE owns. You think you know me? Of course, because they trademark everything. Well, this was a, a woman's voice that just said. You think you know him. It was so freaking bad. You are the Weasley. <laughs> like, you should have just played the music and had him come out. So after he does his shtick, he walks in the ring. And it looks like he's going to join Christian because he has the concerto set up. Christian gives him the little chair until he says the F word. And uh, he ends up hitting, I believe it was Nick Wayne first. And then he got... Luchasaurus, then Christian. I think they could have done better with that. Just even even if they didn't have the music, like if he were just to come out and say Christian's name, like you know, Jay, stop. You know, make it seem like oh damn, like he's saying his actual name, so he might be just really off the off the rails right now something like that but it could have been it could have been done that way so christian could be like trying to course him into joining them rather than him coming out to his music them just watching him it could have just been fast tracked right he could he should have just ran out right without without a music or nothing i feel like that would have got a bigger pop it would have been felt more real yeah that too because 
the music stuff I think is stupid when people come running out. Oh, like when Hardy did that, his brother's getting his oh, yeah. ass <laughs> He's doing the whole thing forever. Yeah, that was Edge this week. So. <laughs> no, no, Adam Copeland. Oh, excuse me, Adam Copeland. What kind of whack name Adam is Adam Copeland. Copeland? We don't know what happened to Edge. <laughs> he, he retired. Yeah, I think this is just uh, an edge impersonator. I think it's it's either Zack Ryder or Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you one thing. He's doing a good job. He's like, this guy looks exactly like Edge. He's got everything. You know? Oh, and um, he did come out on Dynamite this week. He just announced. Well, he had his whole little talk, and it was at the end of Dynamite. He announced he'll, he'll be there next week. For a dynamite title, something. What 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 are they calling it? I even know, man. Title night, some some crap. So it's funny because now Edge is going up. I get. I think against Luchasaurus. Why? But not for the TNT Championship, and it's like a title night. (laughs) So. So y'all got that to look forward to next week, (laughs) y'all. I don't know. I gotta look at the playoffs. Well, uh, they're going to be airing Tuesday night because of the playoffs. So we'll see what happens there. They're going to be going up against NXT. Now, speaking of uh, people moving to other companies or whatever have you, we saw Drew Hill or Holiday. Why did I say Hill? Drew Hill. That's a that's a band. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, <laughs> Drew Holiday. Uh, actually, we saw him move to the Celtics. So, following up on that game time blockbuster trade, Portland has now traded Drew Holiday, who they acquired in the Lillard trade. Holiday will be seen in a different shade of green as he heads to Boston. The Celtics sent over center Robert Williams III, guard Malcolm Brogan, Brogdon, Brogdon, Brogdon. Brogdon. Is it Brogdon or Brogdon? I think it's Brogdon. Okay. Well, do with that what you please. Anyway, <laughs> along with uh, 2024 first-round pick via Golden State, and a 2029 first-round pick is also headed to the Blazers. How do you feel about this trade? What do you think that he adds to this playoff contending Celtics? I, I I called that. I called that he was gonna get go to the Celtics. You, you did, you did, you did. Um, it was last week, right? I was like, he's probably gonna move to the Celtics. We actually recorded that when you said that. Didn't yeah, we? dude. So in Holiday, I think I think they filled that gap, the gap that they lost with Marcus Smart. Um, the, the, the uh, that steep, the defense that Holiday is known for playing. But I don't know, man. They got rid of Robert Williams. I feel like he was a focal point in the rebounding and, and paint defense. He is, but I, I feel like this is still a, a fair trade. Is it because they got curse steps? But that guy's going to get hurt like in two games. I don't know, but I feel like That's the, the defense-wise, I think Holiday, you know, they needed that. Uh, losing Marcus Smart, like I said. Uh, Holiday averaged 19 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds last year. Well, he did match Smart's 1.5 steals per game. So uh, he has made all-star selections, 5 appearances, all-defensive team. Uh, he he's a player. He's he's a he's a winner contributor. He, you know he knows how to win. And I think it's smart, no pun intended, for uh, <laughs> Holiday to uh, take over <laughs> to take over uh, 
that the role that Smart did, and I think he could even have a a, a better role or, or a more expanded role mm-hmm. as he is a two way player. So I think that it's it's good for Boston. I just don't know that giving away have all Williams. I I loved Williams. He was good for Celtics. I don't know if Kerstaps can fill that role, but you know, what do you think this says for the Blazers? Like what? Oh, they're they're just trying to rebuild. Yeah, obviously Scoot's gonna be their guy moving forward. Like we said last week, uh, in that trade, Phoenix definitely won in that one as well. So, but uh, yeah, Phoenix added more depth, which they really, really, really needed. And they're looking good this yeah, year. Yeah, Devin Booker and Durant were just carrying that team to the mm. to the playoffs. Yes, uh, la- yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, <laughs> last se- last season in the, in the postseason, it was just it was just two of them. Putting up thirty to forty against the Nuggets, and they won two games playing like that. Imagine if they actually had a team, you know. And now they look like they're getting that team, and you know, watch out. Yeah, speaking of the Suns and Nuggets, and what do you think uh, is your favorite in the West? I know this is one of the topics Ooh, you wanted to talk about. Yeah, and I, I had a hard time so, yeah. trying to figure this one out. I wrote down three teams. Three teams, or no, four teams came to mind right away. Yeah, the four teams that came to mind for me. Were the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Mavericks, and the Suns? How do you feel about that? <laughs> I didn't have any of those teams on. <laughs> really? I, I, you know, I forgot about the Suns. I don't know why I forgot about the Suns. I, I don't. I mean, the Suns, right? It's gonna be Obviously, the obvious pick would be Denver. I yeah. mean, they got Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Caldwell Pope, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, and they've all been yeah. just. The Nuggies, man, the Nuggies. So I'm not gonna count them as favorites because they won the championship. I'm, <laughs> so I'm gonna be like, who, who besides the Nuggies, right? Well, see, the way I took this, instead of being like, who's the favorite to win, it's just like a favorite in general to see play. Oh, the Spurs then. Oh, <laughs> are we going that route? Wembyama, Wembyama. Yeah. So I like the Warriors. Uh, you can't count them out. I, I didn't want to. That's one of the ones I didn't want to pick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm not really a fan, but nowadays, if Steph Curry wants to surpass Magic Johnson, he got to win. So you can't count them out. Warriors, he, he did say he was better than Johnson, so he has to prove it. So, you know, there's one of them right there. And you know, the Lakers. I, I got to say the Lakers just because, you know, it's LeBron and ad and they're trying to build a team and like i think they're figuring out what they were missing last season what made them uh get exposed by the nuggies so the lakers and my other pick the Kings. that's what i'm liking see i didn't want to do the lakers or golden state because i feel like they're like the ones that anybody's gonna pick just like the nuggets i didn't want to do that either i kind of wanted to go with people that that uh nobody's looking at right now I got the Kings too. Um, they looked really good last season. Played a seven-game series against an experienced Warriors team. They're, they're, you know, the only way is up for them. They, they're looking better. Mike, uh, Mike Brown coaching them really well. Uh, we have an All-Star in the making of uh, our guy's name, point guard. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. The bonus playing well. You know, it's oh Devon, uh, Devontae Fox. What's his name? Fox. D- Dar- Darren Fox. Darren Fox. Oh, yeah. my God. I haven't watched basketball in a while. <laughs> Darren Fox is looking great. He's 
so I young. You yeah. Dropping 30, 40 a game in the playoffs. Like, he, like, he's been there. That was his first time at in the playoffs. So, you know, the only way is up. So, I like the Kings. They look like, you know, they can be a force to be regular with. And, you know, experts. Now, the, the reason I, I was, like, kind of torn between these teams is, like, the Grizzlies, they just added Marcus Smart. And, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaron yeah. Jackson Jr. is still killing it out there. John Morant's there. He's actually killing it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's right. Oh, oh man. Like, don't pull so, out the, don't pull so out the that, nine. That's that was kind of part of my premise with the Grizzlies. Like now now that they have Marcus Smart, they have another good piece to that offense and defense. Right. So Marcus Smart's a g- good, well rounded player, and I feel like he's he's one of the pieces that this Grizzlies team has been needing for some time. As for the Mavericks, Kyrie Irving is back in the fold. So I was kind of thinking we might see a good little duo with Kyrie and uh, Luca, or Luca Doncic. I don't. Let me, let me make sure. I have to say his name. Luca Don- Doncic. So <laughs> he's. They did play a little bit last year. A little bit. They lost more of the games that they played together. I think they just got had to get, have to get used to each other. Probably. Yeah, and now they're they're having all the time in the world to get used to each other now. So yeah, and Kyrie's you, just telling him about the Earth being flat, and you know, just, <laughs> just like and you yeah. add uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. onto that, and he's he's a, a pretty well-rounded player that I feel is is gonna uh, make uh, more waves this season. I think Luka needs to go to Milwaukee. Boom. Game oh over. damn. Game over. That would be nice. <laughs> they they would tear that up. But uh as for the Suns, like I was saying earlier, you know, Devin Booker, KD, you got Bradley Bill in the mix now, and Norkick. Yusuf Norkick, right? Is how you say Nurkic. Nurkic? Yeah, it's right. Yusuf Nurkic. Kitch. Like yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, so after adding those two to the fold, I believe this Suns team is nothing to play with, and I feel like they're gonna be. Well, I know. Just like Wu Tang. I know they're gonna be in the playoffs. Ain't nothing to play with. But um, of course, always have to go with the Denver Nuggets. I mean, oh, I thought I you were gonna say Spurs, dude. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I got Spurs. I got Spurs. Hey, I gotta go with Spurs. I want to see what Wimby Yama's gonna be doing. <laughs> hey, I'm excited for it, but uh, like I said, I didn't want to be uh, biased or write down all the teams that everybody's gonna say. But I really do think Denver's gonna gonna go back to the final. We should do a live segment at a, at a Spurs game this year with CP Sports. That'd be pretty cool. Is there uh, any other team that you could think of? What do you what do you feel about the Suns? What do you think about the Suns? Oh, they look they look better on paper. They they got more weapons for Durant, so he doesn't have to be playing forty minutes a game, thirty five minutes a game. Uh, Devin Booker doesn't have to be shooting every time they get the, the ball. Yeah, because now they so, got Bradley Bill, and he's and they, they look they look good. They look good. They just need to be you know consistent, and they gotta you know capitalize. They can't fall apart like how Durant's team in Brooklyn did. So. Hopefully that doesn't happen, you know. Oh yeah, that that thing fell apart real quick. Phoenix does look good, you know. I just I 
don't know. I, I don't know why I, I really don't take them serious. I don't know why. We'll see what happens. Well, you're going to take them seriously after this season. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> now, um, WWE Fastlane is coming up, so we're going to run down the card at that. Fastlane. I don't, I don't care for that that name sounds like a nascar event yeah i don't i don't understand why it's called fast lane but whatever they need to bring back great balls of fire (laughs) that was terrible (laughs) but um we're gonna run down the card it's not not gonna be in any particular order but we're gonna see john cena and l a knight yeah yeah versus jimmy uso and solo sokoa so, Cena, as after he came back, has been kind of bumping heads with the bloodline. There's been no bumping heads with Roman because he hasn't been around. So, now it's going to be Jimmy Uso and Solo versus Cena and LA Knight after, I believe, yeah, Jimmy and Solo were, like, beating the crap out of everybody backstage last week. And LA Knight came out to a huge pop and signed that contract. So the next match after that is the World Heavyweight Championship match. A last man standing Ooh. with Seth freaking Rollins Ooh. and Shinsuke Nakamura. Dude, I, I'm calling it. Nakamura winning it. I'm calling it right now. You think so? I think they're gonna. Be, I think Seth is actually hurt, and I think he needs some time off. He, yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna need. He's gonna take some time off, and uh, Shinsuke could end up getting it. But I don't know. I, I'd hate for them to. To take it off of Rollins so soon, oh, I feel like that. yeah, it hasn't been that long. Yeah, man. I feel like he needs to keep the title for a little bit. But if he's hurt, Nakamura, perfect, perfect. Yeah, champion. I I just don't know if it translates with the U.S. audience with him always speaking Japanese and just having captions because people are lazy and don't like to read, including my son, the King of Strong Style. My son. <laughs> Shinsuke came out and was talking to my son. Like, I don't even know what he's saying. Like, we'll read it, dude. It goes too fast. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> the, king, the king of reading now. Style. <laughs> That's what that is. So, um, more Japanese wrestlers on the card. And that's with the WWE Women's Championship Triple Threat Match. EO Sky, the champion, is going against Charlotte Flair and Asuka. Oh, I'm loving that. I love that one. I'm going to see that one. I like it, but I'd rather see just Asuka and EO. Didn't they already have a match? Yeah, but they could have another one. Yeah, they could have another one. Yeah, Charlotte just came in there out of nowhere. It didn't really make sense. I already knew that's what, where they were going as soon as she came out. It started coming out. I already knew it was going to be a triple threat soon, which I'm sick of these triple threats, Dude, they man. better not give it a flair, dude. Like she I'll be like, oh, she doesn't make them look weak because yeah. this is a triple threat. Yeah. Uh, I hope not. Nah, EO going to keep it. I hope not, dude. I'm loving EO as the champ right now. The only thing is, like, EO doesn't do much as the champ. She doesn't talk. She doesn't do anything. All right, that, that's right. the wrong. That's the that's the crappy part of it. She's a great wrestler. She just doesn't talk. Like Bailey's her mouthpiece, and you know you see friction between them. Still haven't haven't shown any signs of breaking up though. So well, Kyrie Sane is coming back though. So maybe she'll appear. That'd be crazy. Oh, Kyrie's coming back. Yeah, that's what I heard. Well, oh, I, didn't I, I think it. That. I think it's a rumor, but I think it's confirmed. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring Kyrie back. Uh, she's she was one of the better 
uh, wrestlers of that time. Whenever what? everybody got released, what was their their tag team name again? Her and Oscar, her and Oscar, the Kabuki Warriors. And uh, then, they were and the then, best. And then uh, her and Io were the Sky Pirates. Oh yeah, yeah. So. They, they they they're they're amazing wrestlers. I like them all. I like to see her come back and attack Charlotte. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. But we'll see what happens there. Yee. As for the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championship match, it's going to be Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso. Aww. I don't know yeah. how I feel about this. I hate the, the tag teams that just get thrown together like that. But why are they? they they're not going to win them, right? No, I think I think it'll be uh, the Judgment Day. I think the Judgment Day is going to continue to keep the championships. Speaking of which... Um, Dirty Dom won the championship back. He lost it at uh, what was it? NXT No Mercy. Oh yeah. Oh, that opening was dope. They had uh the N64 No Mercy put in, and they had like the little mods where it, where it has Carmelo Hayes and all the NXT That's people. Cool. So that was that was a cool little little Easter egg for you. But uh, mommy was about to disown Dom. Oh yeah, yeah. This past week, but I mean, she helped him win it back on on NXT. So uh, it's kind of sad seeing Trick Willie losing the title. But this looks like it's actually going to be a, a little push for Trick Williams, as they're kind of prolonging that that whole feud. So I'm for it. And yeah, but the Jay and Cody, I don't know why they. Tagging up, like yeah, they're both, they're both main eventers. Why are they in a tag team? Yeah, I don't care for that either. I don't know why they did that. I'm just Jay. Ah. <laughs> it's just me, who's <laughs> Jay. Just me, who's <laughs> that is hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> that, that cracks me up. So, but the Judgment Day has had a bit of a turmoil, you know, stemming from uh, Priest winning Money in the Bank, costing Finn Balor that title. So. Uh, you know, signs are pointing to this being another blow up or miscommunication that caused you really the, think so? it could cause the end of the title reign. But you know, I don't know. Like Jay and Cody having the belts to keep them both hot, maybe, but they don't need the belts to be hot. Like, yeah, they I don't. don't they don't. I don't I see. Mean, when's the last time Cody had a match? And like, that's just an odd pairing in general. Like when when would you ever think that you'd see Jay and Cody as tag team champions? This is. You know, know what? It's, it's probably a way. It's a way for them to stay related. So, so he Cody goes into that rain. bloodline stuff. Yeah, yeah. that might be. A, a, a That's rain. what I was thinking too. But I, I want to know where they, they're going to end up going with it. Uh, it should be just me. That's it. <laughs> so the there's going to be a six man tag match as well with the LWO versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Ooh, I love that. Which I believe is going to be Ray. Uh, Santos and either Joaquin Wild or Cruz del Toro, which I would rather see just Santos, Joaquin Wild, and Cruz del Toro. But obviously they're gonna throw Ray in there. He's the U.S. champ. I'm sure Bobby Lashley's gonna go after the U.S. straps, and eventually the Street Profits are gonna get the WWE straps, the tag team straps. So. I'm liking the Hurt Business again. They'd be good. I don't know. They they haven't gave him a name, so. We'll see. There's no name for them so far. Lashley looks pretty funny though in a suit. I barely fit the dude. Hey, I like the whole suit thing because it just makes it seem 
more professional, I feel like. Like, back in the day, you see wrestlers all dapper in their suits, you know. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just glad the Street Profits got this, this little thing that's going on. We were looking a little stale. Yeah, they were kind of going downhill for a minute there. And uh, this definitely gave them a resurgence in their careers and their tag team division as well. Montez, he's he's a he's a star, a future star. He really is. I don't know about Dog and Bone. You think you think Montez is gonna end up uh, getting a singles run eventually, or it's gonna take time? But he has that charisma. He has that. He does. He has that factor, and I do see that happening. Not soon, but it's gonna happen. So that's the entire card on there. I want to say for the six man, I'll, I'm gonna see Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits for the WWE Undisputed Tag Championships. The Judgment Day for the Women's Championship. I say EO retains. Yee. Yee. For the World Heavyweight Championship, Shinsuke, I'm thinking. And for LA Knight and John Cena, obviously LA Knight and John Cena. Better put the house on it. Which, that one's going to be a good one. It's it's cool to see uh, Cena and LA Knight tagging. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, mean, it is going to be cool. (laughs) <laughs> so uh moving forward also there's a stacked nxt card coming up next week aw will be running dynamite title tuesday is what they call it oh, there we go God. and of course nxt runs on the same day well now nxt is stacked next week as they announce cody rhodes john cena Paul Heyman and Asuka will all be in the house. Whoa. Asuka will be going against Roxanne. This week, Carmelo Hayes announced uh, on that he was on the phone with John Cena, who reminded him of who he is. Oh, that's get pretty it. good. Get it? Get it? Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and we'll be in the corner uh, uh, as he faces Braun Breaker. Now, Cody is said to make a huge announcement, which it's speculated that it could be Jade or Dusty Classic, like you were saying. Yeah. And uh, Paul Heyman came out at the end of the show and stated that the Tribal Chief advised him to be in Breaker's Corner since Cena's nose is in Bloodline business. So now we have a stacked NXT card. A lot of people think it's WWE being petty, things like that. And, you know, Edge is supposed to to debut in the ring the same oh, day yeah. as well too apparently it's tony's birthday that day as well oh what hey hey dude, that's the most important part of this it's whole like thing. people were just fishing for reasons to call wwe petty over this whole thing but i really think that not only is it to battle them because it's like hey these guys moved to tuesday so we got to keep our viewers of course of course you're gonna stack yeah they need to i mean it's not like pettiness. It's just you know business. It's just competition. What does Triple H say? It's what's best for business. <laughs> That's what they say on that. Hey, he was right. Rollins was best for business. See, right. see where he's at now. But uh, anyway, uh, this this card is gonna be stacked, and uh, a lot of people are upset about it. A lot of people don't like the fact that WWE or stacking the nxt card but why hasn't wwe did this before i feel like now you got more eyes on the nxt product since dirty dom since becky lynch all right since all of them and becky's still champ as well over there so yeah it's not like it's not like it's a out of nowhere thing that they do like they've been having stuff like this yeah so 
the other thing is they're like we were talking about last week is they're losing their um, rights agreement with USA soon what? so they're gonna be looking for a new network to air on so of course you're gonna stack the card and be like oh look at everybody we got on this product you want to buy the licensing rights so I mean either Dana, way Dana White like put it on a, a pay-per-view every day now pay for that <laughs> oh man that would suck I love it. <laughs> that would um, I feel like drive viewers down Especially like uh, I don't know where Raw is going. I know I heard USA is not interested in Raw or NXT anymore, but those are just rumors. But if that is the That's case, weird. and USA is going for SmackDown, where are we going to see Raw and NXT end up? Like, are we going to? S- I, I know that Fox isn't really interested in in SmackDown anymore. Be Sci-Fi again or what? So I don't know where they would end up. The worst part is a lot of people are thinking they may end up in a streaming service, which would be horrible, because then you're going to lose viewers that way. Yeah, they'll, they'll get something. They, the merger, they'll find something. Yeah, I think they'll find something eventually. I, it's just they're trying to stack their cars recently just because all this is coming up. They're going to need to renegotiate contracts, renegotiate licensing rights. So, of course, they're going to come out with Legends and so on and so forth. Speaking of Legends, though, why is it that when WWE brings back Legends, it's all for nostalgia? But when AEW signs a Legend, it's the greatest thing ever. Hmm. I think they're just like... Tony Khan is just obsessed with pops. He just likes that pop. I'm gonna sign this guy to get the pop, and then do nothing with him after that. You're you're kind of right there because he does do that. There are people who come out. There's a huge pop, and then boom, it just dies down. Yeah, because they don't. I I don't trust AEW's booking. That's the one thing about Edge moving to AEW. I'm not sure about it because I don't trust their booking. It it look at their track record. It hasn't proven to be good at all, at all. Who's the last person you think got themselves over in AEW? Uh, I'd like to use a lifeline. For this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Aside from like, you know, the Bucks, Omega, the EVPs, of course. Of course the EVPs are going to be more successful. I mean, they got got over so much that Jade left. That's, you know, probably was one right there, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway, we're going to... Uh, get into what what is a a new segment where we're gonna do game pass gems and playstation plus picks i left these game pass gems to mike as he has game pass i have game pass too but he doesn't have playstation plus so i figured i'll take on that one sound like you're making fun of me right there dude yeah you're pretty lame (laughs) (laughs) so if y'all don't know what game pass is it's on the xbox uh pay a little subscription and they give you all these games that you can play it's like what fifteen dollars a month yeah it's pretty good they give you about a good a good amount of games that you can play and you can stream some too so you don't really have mm-hmm. to download them you can or do play them on your computer yes yeah, pretty pretty nifty pretty nifty so i'm going through the catalog of the games that that uh might be a good a good uh time to play we go and we stumble across a game that i saw on there lies of p oh man this is a good one so, 
I was like, dang, Pinocchio's cool now. <laughs> I was like, I, I, Pinocchio's for, a psycho. <laughs> so, you know, Pinocchio carved, you know, it, it, it's something that. It's just it, a it's twist a, on the yeah, Pinocchio yeah, it's a, story. It's a twist, a dark and, and, and gory kind of storyline to a children's uh, name of Pinocchio. And um, I feel like that they did a good job uh, presenting this uh, to, to the, the masses. It's it's a Souls-type game, like Elden Ring-type style. Uh, I'm not sure if y'all played it, played those types of games before, but it's uh, this type of game is kind of like those types of games where it's hard and challenging and... Uh, you know, they actually puzzles. made a patch for that. Did you hear about that? Of Liza P? Yeah, they made a patch because it's too hard, apparently. Hmm, you know what? I heard different, though. I've heard that the game's kind of easy sometimes, um, but it doesn't take away from the the uh, replay ability and the people that you know that you like the game. But um, I was trying to play the game um, good. It's, it's, it's a little easier than the Elden Ring kind of style. For some reason, I just felt like I was playing a lot better. Like, man, I haven't died yet. Like, <laughs> that that's mm. the, the, the things that are going through my head. Like, I was supposed to die already like, if I was playing like a, a Souls game, but like, I made it through this. I made it through that. I made it through this. And I haven't, I didn't die yet. But it's got a great story that just keeps oh, you locked awesome, in. Awesome. Awesome storyline. So this storyline is just, it's so mysterious. Uh, it's a successful gothic folktale um Re- reimagined and i like some of the soundtracks the music sometimes that you hear mm-hmm. while you're going around the game it's really it's got class like it's just they did a good job with this gameplay and 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 the storyline and it's like a uh, like assertion of of a, a black-faced metal death machine that you play as that that his name is uh that has like a Timothy Chalamet aura, so mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's really good. You go around t- uh, towns that look like it was a like a, a future that got like annihilated, like something happened yeah. back then to where now it's like a apocalyptic type feeling where you know they had all this machinery, they had all this uh, future stuff, and like something must have happened to where they all got like you know dom- d- diminished and everything's just mm-hmm. a pile of barren wastelands now, and. I just like the gameplay as far as if you're a fan of Souls type games, the bosses are are really grotesque and yeah. giant and I really like this this pick too because I mean, what better than Halloween time to play something oh, like yeah, this? Oh yeah, of course. Hey, that's a good point right there, man. These um these bosses though. So, like I said, when you're playing the game and you feel like it's easy, they they just hit you out of nowhere with these bosses and sometimes they just they hit you out of nowhere and it's really hard out of nowhere and you can't like you can just you can play like a good yeah you good, think you're just cruising through and then all of a sudden boom you're dying like 30 times on, yeah. against this boss and sometimes i feel like you might feel like am i not prepared am my stats not good enough but now you just need to get good and, and you get good. You get good. Like that's the, they make you seem like you're, the game's easy sometimes, and then out of nowhere you get hit with those challenges as far as like the boss or just like some creatures out of nowhere that come out of nowhere. You just gotta be ready. And I feel like it's just a good type of game where it's a challenge. It's easy sometimes, but like they mix it so well that you don't even you know realize it when it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And so you know, so the, the person you play as. 
you know, he has this big old sword, and you have all these weapons uh, customized. Yeah, you're technically Geppetto, no? Yeah. I believe so. So it's yeah. just like you're going around the city uh, with this automatic workforce, and um, but there's like these homicidal robots, that a legion of them that are just uh, going around, running rampant throughout the, the areas that you're playing in, and you're just leveling up. It's, it, the, the system to leveling up and, and customizing your weapons is similar to the Souls game. So if you're not uh, sure what that is, it's where it's just a lot of things can be upgraded. Your stats can be messed with like real intricate like. And, um, you know, it's it's impressive, really. Uh, the grim spectacle of puppet violence. It's, it's something that's like feels right. I don't, yeah, know, if, I, I don't know if that makes sense. It just I enjoy right. that that kind of aspect of these games because uh, I always liked uh, what is it called? Alice enters mad enter the madness or something. That one that yeah. EA did. Yeah. Yeah, I love the, those little like gothic type twists to these children's stories. It always translates very well, especially yeah. in video game form. So while Lies of Pete trips over some mechanical clumsiness mm -hmm. and can't escape its inspirations it's a competent action game with a unique tool set for experimentation so i like the game it's great pickup if you have game pass i would definitely check it out it's not multiplayer it's just this amazing story that'll keep you locked in every step of the way you'll be 30 hours in and you'll be like whoa where the time go and and just pay attention to what's going on because it's a really good storyline and at the end of the day, I gave it a good eight, like eight out of ten. Nate, have you uh, beat that one yet? Nah, man, I, I, I haven't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't beat it either. Nah. I've, I've been playing it, but I, I sometimes get to those parts where the, the boss is just, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. It's good. It's yeah, really it's good. it's very enjoyable. Is there anything else you would recommend on Game Pass? Uh, State of Decay 2, they had a new update uh, last month, uh, so they are still working on, on that game. If they haven't you know, forgotten about it, so if you're a good State of Decay fan, go check it out again. There's new updates on there, and uh, if just don't just don't kill your people, man. They can't come back. Yeah, you know? not like us. <laughs> they can't come back. They can't come back. Our community just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, get some you need some you need the blood the blood capsules you're gonna need a lot of oh, those oh man yeah definitely yeah, yeah, that's Stop what i that's what those. i recommend you know i'm gonna go play that when i get home man <laughs> is that uh all you would recommend or uh, is there for now check? yeah i really haven't been looking into much the liza p took took a lot of my time trying to trying to navigate that game and the state of decay i do like that game as well um but if y'all have a game pass go and check it out there's always they're always adding new games uh they, they take away games as well, so yeah. make sure you play them while they're on there. I know the Assassin's Creed did release a new Mirage game recently. Uh, I'm not sure if that makes it on the Game Pass or not, because I know they have a couple Assassin's Creed games on yeah. there. But uh, right now, yeah, just go check it out. Liza P, it's on there right now, so, you know, free to play. Yeah, definitely. Highly recommended. Um, as for the PlayStation side of things, we're going to do some PlayStation Plus picks. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me uh, give a little disclaimer. This is going to be for the premium, which is what I have. Um, Big shot. I'm not sure exactly how to, to uh, put it down to where it only shows me the ones from Extra or whatever have you. So we're doing PlayStation Plus premium picks. Yeah. 
And uh, one of the first ones that, that came to mind right away was the Horizon series. Hmm. It's it's a really fun game. It's uh, more more like uh, exploring, I feel like. It's, it's, it's an open world. Play. Yeah, kind of open world-ish. And uh, the visuals, man. The visuals are completely stunning. Those, those are the games that you have to play on PlayStation or those PlayStation titles. Those are always the best ones to play because they know how their hardware works and what to do to make these games run the way they do. And I would, if you haven't played Forbidden West or what's the other one called? Is that the one you played? Zero Dawn. Uh, right now? Forbidden West? Uh, that, the one I was playing uh, recently was Forbidden West, but I also played that VR one. I don't have it. I just did the trial. That one was great, dude. And with the new PSVR 2, it just, it's levels above the VR 1. Man, those visuals are immaculate, I tell you. Because uh, I don't know if you're aware, but the VR 2 has OLED screens inside of them rather than LCD screens. And OLED screens will give you a more precise color and they also give you inky blacks, bright whites. Uh-huh. It's just, it comes together so beautifully on that game. It I almost fell a couple of times trying to climb, <laughs> climb <laughs> mountains on that one. But <laughs> So what was a, 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 good, a good part on the on Forbidden West? What was a thing that stood out? On Forbidden West or the VR? Because uh, the, the I believe the VR ones also. Um, just for the uh, for the PlayStation Plus. Ah, yeah. okay. So, Forbidden West, I just love the mechanics of, of like the, the crossbow. I don't know why I've always been a fan of of that kind of aspect, like uh, like a weapon. Yeah. Because oh. you think about it, like um. I do the same with what's it called? What's the name of that? Oh uh, damn! What's the name of that? Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. My favorite is always the the archer. I don't know why I just gravitate towards that, but I I love the whole archery aspect of it, and um, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's just got great fighting mechanics too, and it's it's crazy. I didn't uh, at first. I jumped into Forbidden West first. Which uh, Zero Dawn, I believe, was the first one. Yeah, I had it on uh, when I had PlayStation Plus. Yeah. So, I I remember playing it a little bit, and I all I remember is just the stunning visuals and environment it was just so everything like, looks so crisp. Yeah, it was like I was there climbing up the thing and killing the robot animals. Yeah, see, the robot animals threw me off because I didn't know that when I first played uh, Forbidden <laughs> West. I was like, what the hell is that? It's so fun on the VR to, to battle them. It's a pain, yeah. though, trying to dodge, things like that. But it, it's such a great game. Yeah. Just the whole series. If you have PlayStation Plus, I would highly recommend you go, go back and play these if you haven't. If you have played the first one, play the second one. And I would recommend getting the VR one. I, I want to get it. I'm just trying not to spend too much money on it. Another one that I I picked. Uh, this is a good one for Halloween. World War Z Aftermath. Have you played World War Z Aftermath before? I 
I might have. I don't remember. It's it's not that new. It's an older game. So this one is the remastered version that they put out for PS5. It's got Brad Pitt in it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever seen. That would be cool, though. <laughs> uh, but um, this one is uh, just as obviously zombie game. Yeah. And uh, I've always been a fan of the zombie games, but where this one shines the most is the the online multiplayer and the herd mode. There's more zombies now, apparently. Is it a first person third person? Uh, it's third person. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that one's that one. Uh, if you haven't played it, I would recommend that one for a, a Halloween pick. I also have another Halloween pick, which is the quarry. Many people, uh, I don't know if anybody really knows the quarry that well. The quarry is a a horror game. That place by uh, in San Antonio, right? <laughs> <laughs> now the quarry is a horror game. Uh, one of those uh, decision-based horror games. Oh, okay. Which, uh, if you just want to sit back and press a few buttons, just walk for a little bit. That's a good one for you and even the fam to to get into because you can control every single one of the players in that game. And I I believe you can also control something with your phone. I I haven't looked into that. Oh, so you have like what, like eight players? How many players? Yeah, I believe it's eight. That's pretty good. And, uh, you know, every decision changes the story. That's what I love about these, these games is the whole butterfly effect of it where it branches off into another story things change right and uh, you know kind of like silent hill did um this one i would highly recommend it's uh it's more of a i would say 80s kind of horror because you're at a quarry it's just you and a couple others in a, a cabin and there's like a sort of like a slasher getting at you yeah exactly that's cool and uh that's that's uh, one of the the ones I've always been into. Like, um, what really got me into that kind of genre would have to be. De- uh, oh no! Until Dawn is what it's called. I don't know if y'all ever played that one. Until Dawn is another turn-based game. It's it's more or less uh, a slasher, but also like it goes into um, Native American like things like uh the monsters that native oh like the origins of them yeah like like all the different kind of lore beasts and yeah the native american lore there you go i was trying to find the word but um that one's a good one too but but that one's on on playstation 4 i was just trying to pick only five ones for playstation 5 now for the uncharted series the legacy of thieves if you haven't played that one that one's a great one to get into yeah it's a challenging game if you like challenging games that one's for you and great visuals it keeps you on edge it's kind of it kind of reminds me of tomb raider in in a sense which it kind of is kind of like tomb raider in Uh a sense but with nathan drake uh great story in all of them i don't want to spoil it at all but if you haven't played it go back and play it and another one that is a, a gem I feel like it's a gem in this in this catalog is Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobe. I always love the Destroy All Humans series. I still have one and two on the original Xbox. 
but uh, reprobed they have all kinds of different skins now if you haven't ever played destroy all humans i would recommend checking that one out yeah that's good that one's good yeah i love destroy all humans great crypto's hilarious uh dude who plays invader zim is one of the is the main alien i forget his name uh horrid horrid i think yeah there you go yeah so if you've never played that one i would highly recommend that one fun to play ye check it out tracks you up you can throw people if you want to with your telekinesis or cars on top of people some it's mo- always some, fun some moomoos <laughs> i love the cows when you gotta get the brains out that that that's hilarious um other than that those were the ones that i could think of so far i i know there's more out there we'll continue to do this and have a little series of this where we we pick up a a couple gems i didn't want to go too far and and uh pick a bunch of things but those are Fortnite. oh god (laughs) didn't that used to be like a a single player game when it originally came out it was on a disc and everything Oh damn! They ain't do that no more. They don't even really do this anymore. I was able I'll, to play Fortnite. I got Goku on mine. It's pretty fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, he, he. yeah. I I haven't I haven't touched Fortnite. I haven't yeah, don't messed it. with it at all. Yeah, don't don't touch it. But State of Decay though. Oh yeah, check us out. Check out our community of one people. <laughs> of one people. <laughs> but um, we will eventually play some games on here. Have it on YouTube, Twitch whatever have you so anyways this is going to conclude our episode this week we'd like to thank you all for listening as usual you can catch us on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, um radio public cast box amazon music and more so just go search cp sports and you'll find us there uh you got anything to say mike anything to add I just want to thank the listeners. Uh, you know, it's uh, always appreciative to have some people chiming in to what we've got to talk about today. Uh, we do enjoy discussions, discourse, and just, you know, good debates. And yeah, definitely reach out to us. We, we're we not afraid to, you know, debate with you if we have to or if you want to. Um, we yeah. also... but. Just, tell, just know yeah. that if we do debate and you do have a point and we're, we'll, we will air it, we will talk about it. So if, yeah. if you want something that we, you want us to talk about or something you have a disagreement with, yeah. just let us know. You know, just do that interject, chime in, tell me why the Dallas Cowboys won't win. Just tell me, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to y'all, you know, it's fine. Yeah. They will win this Sunday though. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's gonna be a hard one. Y'all gotta win, but it's gonna be a close one. Yeah, but, it's gonna be but thank y'all. Thank y'all. Appreciate yeah. y'all. Y'all have a wonderful day and tune in next week. Oh also, last thing is we're gonna be doing Fridays, right? Yeah, Fridays it seems like the best bet. Alright, so Fun Day Fridays. Fun day Fridays. <laughs> uh so we're gonna end up running Fridays just Keep an eye out. Keep an ear out, I guess I should say. Not an eye. Yeah. But uh, keep an eye out for the new episodes every Friday. We'll we'll try to get some more stuff done. We still have a request that we got to do. I was kind of going to see if, if maybe Pat wanted to come in for that one. Cause I'll that tell, yeah, I'll tell Pat y'all say hi. I'll let, him, <laughs> I'll let him know. I'll let him know. 
Thank you all for listening, and we hope you have a great week or weekend. Excuse me. <laughs>